Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your host, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of FLG. And I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. How has everyone been doing? Dude, I lost my voice. So if you're listening and I sound like I'm in the mafia, it's because I lost my voice from working your old open. Kicker has a deal that you can't oh, refuse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just He's going to leave a tech priest's head in your sheets. <laughs> I hope I'm everyone like, enjoyed our tech priest. Yeah, right, right. Uh, let's let's bring him up here. He's a new member of our wonderful cast. There he is. Hey. There's a tech priest. Thank obviously, you. Obviously, obviously, they love this me. Is, this is the man that's been behind the scenes for the longest Ooh. time, but now he's here, joining us in uh, the flesh. So if you're if you're not watching our show live right now, you're just listening to it to your car and your way to work. We are a live podcast every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we have a real-life tech priest that is part of our show. He is uh, he's, he's a valuable member that we've decided to add to keep the uh, the cogs rolling. Is, is that a thing? Yeah. Is that a cog? yeah. Cogs yeah. Spinning, I mean, uh, yeah, there's cogs. There's, there's, there's for sure cogs, yeah. Thank you, did sir. You, did you uh, light the appropriate incense and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> recite the appropriate incantations this evening, Richard? Uh, yeah, all the prayers were done. Good, um, good, good. Uh, yeah, everything is great. Yeah, I, I need a little bit of like uh, scented oil or some crap for my throat because yeah. I can't. Uh, or or kicker hot or tea, hot tea. Hot yes, can hot the tech tea, priest yeah. get me some hot tea? Yeah, it was so funny. Literally the day after New Orleans opened, I had a call with Reese, and he's like, "Dude." Hot tea and honey right now. And that's what who, everyone has who been saying. Who was shouting that at you the entire event? I forget, yeah, Kicker. Who? You were saying that the entire time, oh, Seth, and I really oh. appreciate it. I am slightly stubborn, and I did not take any hot tea or, or honey, oh. so my throat is still sore. <sighs> but I am getting better with the aid of sugary breakfast cereal, as usual. I have also been painting mech guns, which has made my life extremely enjoyable. The mech gun kit is so much fun. Can we show up a, show a model there that I've been painting? I'm very proud of my hobby progress. Look at this. Oh, is, isn't this gorgeous? This is my white armored, yellow accented nice. mech gun. Yeah, yeah. I really like the, the the glow effect I've got going on there in the custom blast. Did you do that with thing. the airbrush or a dry brush? No, dude. No airbrush for me. That is all dry brush and and a little bit more like washes in between. And stuff. Right, I'm pretty right. proud of that. What, you, what have you been up to, Seth? Come on. You, you've been busy. I know you were at I, the uh, I had a good time in New Orleans, and that yeah. was my hobby progress. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, we'll get to it in a minute, but there's been a lot of new leaks about NIDs and Eldar, so I've been frantically trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my orcs. Um, yeah. And then, well, 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 you were, were you happy with your score, your record? At oh, New yeah. Orleans? I, I, I went 4-2. I was very happy with it. Sweet. Um, that last game that I played was uh, my chance to get into the finals, which is probably the best performance I've had is in, in, a, in a large event. So I was yeah. very happy with it. It was just, you know, you got you to gotta keep adapting. So uh, you never know. Um, but kicker. Yes. I, uh, I'm very happy to tell you that I watched, uh, this weekend, uh, when I got home, a beloved, uh, Christmas tradition movie with my wife, um, jingle all the way jingle. Oh, great movie, man. Great movie. Yeah. Great I, movie. I, step in. I love jingle all the way. <laughs> I mean, it is such does? an underrated classic. It is I think, great. I think we just it's need to so give good. it a shout out. It's so good. Okay. 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 Wait, okay. What? Okay, kicker. What's your favorite? Uh, okay, I, I gotta say, Jingle All the Way definitely ranks up there, but oh. I don't, don't hate me, guys. But Christmas Vacation is my easily my favorite Christmas yeah, movie. Like National it Lake beats Home Alone. Yeah. It just yeah. something. I mean, I would name my dog Snot after the dog in Christmas Vacation because I love it. Uh, Tech Priest Richard, what's yours? Yeah. Um. Okay. So I think Scrooge. Ooh. You guys know Scrooge with Bill Murray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Got, yeah. It's gotta be my my favorite. Um, the elevator in that movie is just so great, and uh, yeah, no, thank you. If you're in the chat, please share your favorite Christmas movie and give me some ideas because I've been watching Christmas Vacation every single year for the past 36 years. So Nick, Nikki D. Williams, you don't need to listen to podcasts that are that negative. You don't need them in your life. He said that he just listened to a podcast about how much Jingle All the Way sucks, and, and he doesn't need that kind of negativity. No, you do not need that kind of negativity no. in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I did at the the top of the show want to get a correction out of the way. I have multiple corrections issued oh, this episode, multiple. folks, but let's get this first one out of the way. Um, when I uh, made some announcements about the changes to the upcoming ITC, um, I misspoke last week. Um, if you've seen the edited version of the show since then, Sarval edited the correction, but I uh, I promised uh, the Emperor Reese himself that I would uh, put a correction on air here today. Um, the change is not so much the the scoring of events, but it's how players are scored. Yeah. So 
uh, previous year's kicker, you would needed to get like what one major, two GTs, and six RTTs. Get your Something score. to the two of the extent. Basically, you, your yeah. score had to be a combination of, of of majors, GTs, and RTTs. Now it's just your top six scores. So theoretically, you could go out and get six RTT scores and and max out your score exactly. all getting six. But would you compete for the top of your faction or the top of the ITC with RTT scores alone? Probably not. Um, but if you're just trying to compete against your buddies and you can't travel to big events, this is a great way for, for folks like that to do that. So I promised the emperor that I'll issue that correction. And now this is the last time you will ever hear <laughs> Seth the Mad Doc talk about ITC rules. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to the paid professionals from now on. <laughs> well, we'll so he, he is a competitive correspondent, though. I got to be like, is. you're going to have to say something about the nope. ITC. No, well, this was brand new breaking news that we, you know, but we just want to have it perfectly clear so that people understood yep. what's going on. Uh, but with that said, there's also other news hitting the hitting hitting the interwebs yeah. right now. Like this brand new Tau Pathfinder, Dark Strider. I don't even like Tau. I think Tau are just terribly boring. But this model has got me excited for the new codex. It's something about those little drones that he's got hovering by him. There we go. Oh, we got pulling up the, the screen right there from the Warhammer community page. It's just a cool model. And there's something about tiny drones that just are, are, are cool. I don't know what else to say about it. There's also some like crazy serious leaks going on here with, with the new NIDs and Eldar. They're they're popping up all over the internet. Oh, yeah. uh, Seth, do you want to maybe just take a few of the NID leaks real, real fast? Because this is like brand new. All right, buckle your seatbelt, folks, because yeah, you thought it. Thick City was bad. Let, let me introduce you to Thick Hive Mind. Um, thick Hive Mind. Are you, is this going to be the Seth term? Is this gonna I go don't know. But right. it's, it's a, so it's an army of renown. It's coming out in White Dwarf this week. Um, and essentially, uh, the restriction is that you can have no mo no models in your army that are not multi-wound. So, and you can't have any swarms. So it's all like warriors and big bugs and hive guard and that kind of stuff. Um, all the monsters kicker, yeah, get minus one damage. Ooh, period. Ouch. And we know how uh, effective they, that is on dreadnoughts, like right oh, and yeah. ramshackle oh, yeah. on the orc vehicles. That's clearly a very they get, powerful. Uh, they count as double wounds for yeah. their bracket purposes, which is oh, also nice. great. Um. And then everything, 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 everything in the army has a five-up invuln save. Oh That's so cool. I love it. I love um, and then there's a psychic power to give out a four-up invuln save, which is also great. Um, there's a strat where when these monsters charge, they can do mortal wounds on the charge based off your strength and their strength and the oh, number of wounds they have. I love so they that. Can I love a lot that. of dice at you and do mortal wounds. There's a fight on death stratagem for the monsters, so you can charge these big <laughs> bugs in, and even if they're not characters, fight on death. And there's a transhuman strat. Um, so you can only wound them on four. So even if you have like, you know, the, what is it, Castellan with a volcano cannon, you're like, yeah, but it's only going to wound me on fours. And then I got a five up involved save. So like, holy crap. Um, so they're basically getting every single good rule like that you can think of. Because we know transhuman's amazing. And, we know the minus and, one damage is amazing. Kicker, you yeah. can still run like all of the Leviathan rules that they got out of Octarius yes. that made them very strong. So like, <laughs> wow, holy crap, guys. I, and and for you, the viewers, for you, I've already played two games against these rules. Holy <laughs> crap. Those bugs are hard to kill. So, um, so let's oh, just yeah. be and they're, clear they're, though, Their Seth. wound count equals, it makes them count as a number of models. Uh, for objective secures. So you can just be like, hey, man, I just got like, you know, this is my 18 wound like D. McCarran. It counts as 18 models on the objective. And you're like, I don't have OPSEC on there. Like, well, it's mine now. And you're like, oh, that's Seth. rough. Uh, Seth, just to clear, uh, clarify for the people that might not have seen the leaks themselves. This is an army of renown, right? Yep. That yep. means your entire army has to be this exact that built Correct. to the standards. Yeah. So you can't add a detachment of this. This is your entire build, which... Regardless, this seems amazingly powerful. Who doesn't want to play with big bugs, right? And they you know, cannot people, lie. And people have been wanting other to do tech that. priests can't deny. <laughs> people have been wanting to do that for a while, oh, though, yeah. right? Like every time people look at the the, the nids, they're like, "Oh, I'd, like, not everyone, but I mean, with me, I had no desire to run a swarm of nids, but to do just a bunch of Godzillas and stuff, like, yes, oh, that yeah. sounds monster awesome. mash. Yeah. Nid monster mash is going to be back in a big way, so just. Plan for that in the future, folks. And and we don't only have the, the the bug you know leaks, right? We've also got these Eldar leaks, which have been you know trickling out through yeah. some special Discord, right? And now they're pretty public. Everyone knows Cosairs and Yunari are kind of being rolled into this book. Seth, do you want to give the inside scoop on on what we've been hearing? Yeah, about? so so this stuff is less confirmed. We don't have any images of the the Eldar Codex. This is just kind of the the word on the street, but it seems like pretty uh pretty reliable word from yeah. what I've been told. So Corsairs and Yunari are being rolled. In the same book harlequins are also going to be 
be in that book. Whether the Harlequins get their own standalone codex or not down the line is still uh, not determined. Um, Yanari, the big thing is they get plus one to hit if their unit takes any casualties. So if they just like lose a model the rest of the game, they're plus one to hit. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, and they always have... Ooh, excuse me, guys. Uh, fights first. Um, so uh, just like uh, stupid, stupid Dark Eldar witches. Um, <laughs> Battle Focus, uh, which if you remember is an ability that they've had for several books now has been changed so that it is a free D6 move after they shoot if they didn't advance or fall back. If that's true, that's going to be really, 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 oh, dude, really, really so annoying. Good. Because you can be like, I step through a wall with these unit of infantry and exactly. shoot. And then I step back through the wall, yep, you know, as long you. as you roll decent. So that's really good. Yeah, that's that's really kind of crazy. Um, and then fate dice. And this is the big one um, that everyone's been trying to wrap their mind around. Essentially, from everything I've heard, it is you will generate a fixed number of dice based on the size of the game and what characters you bring. So sake of argument, let's say eight dice. We roll eight dice at the start of the game, kicker, and you set those aside in a little pool. And if at any point that you're rolling, you roll a dice that is the same value as one of those dice in the pool, you can choose to use that fate dice and turn that value into a six. Wow. So you are shooting a, a fusion gun, which is the Eldar version of Melta. You have a two in your pool and you roll a two for damage. You can be like, you know what? No, I'm pulling the two out of my fate pool and I'm making it a six. And now that's six damage. Um, that's 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 going to be rough. That's yeah, gonna be rough. It's, it's sort of like Miracle Dice in that aspect where it's like I can replace certain things, um, but it's not. This is um, just straight for a six. Yeah, just always a six. So that's pretty that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, you, you know, man, I mean. Eldar, Eldar seem to have always been good. You know, I mean, okay, right now they're not so good. But uh, as soon as they get their new codex, I have a feeling they're going to go back to being one of the top armies. And what's kind of cool is that we know this army is going to be getting a whole bunch of new models too, based off the advent calendar we've been seeing every single day for the month of December. It's clear that they're going to yeah. be doing a pretty significant re uh, refresh of the entire we're model. Gonna, we're going to have to kill them pointy ears, kill them real good. Right, right. Oh, uh -oh. I, I got to oh. say, guys, I noticed some other non Eldar things in those. Yeah, pictures. there's some chaos stuff uh, coming there, for sure. Is right? there? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I noticed some chaos things. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. What we're you about look is, like a loyalist tech priest to me, don't you? Yeah, Doesn't right. Look loyal to you, uh, uh, Yeah, anymore. no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty loyal. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, that this is the the advent calendar they've been doing every single day, and there have been some non Eldar sneak peeks that look pretty chaosy, or right? I mean, you'd say they're chaos, right, Seth? I mean, yeah, a, yeah. I mean, that definitely looks like some some sort of talony chaos nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I haven't been looking because I'll be a hundred percent honest with you guys out there in chat. Um, the only thing I'm going to get hyped about is orcs. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't want them go. to release more orcs right now. I'm just, I'm fine. Just leave me alone and let me just have my models. Don't bug me with anything new right now. So, Well, I'm uh, pumped because I think the Eldar line's got to be one of the oldest yeah. lines uh, still out there. So they badly yeah, need that. The Eldar that, players you know. definitely deserve a new line. So yeah. good on you guys. I'm sure you'll enjoy them. I'm just happy to become a, a content orc player right now. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, Seth, yeah. you were at the New Orleans Open. Did you see that thing that we uh, cunningly snuck into the tournament? Did you see that thing? Did you mean the thing that I immediately found and was <laughs> like, put me down for one? Yes, I saw yes. it. Yeah, so for those of you watching the stream or seeing some of the photo uh, photos posted online, uh, Frontline Gaming did sneak in the brand new full-colored Orc ITC terrain kit that we nice. make. And it, it it's gorgeous. So the first one we did was the full color Gothic Ruin set, which we uh, I don't I don't have pictures. I don't even know if we have a formal photos yet. I don't have photos for the stream. Do you have he, photos? He didn't, send, he didn't send me pictures. I didn't no. send you photos. Okay, cool. No. We might be holding off. We're getting them professionally photographed this week. Well, you can check them out on the Frontline Gaming community page. Yes, right? you can. You can see some sneak peeks. I took a few shots uh, of it. Some other people took some photos of them. But yeah, so we did the Gothic Ruin set. People loved it. We launched that at Black Friday. And uh, we wanted to show off the brand new orc terrain set to, for the people at uh, the New Orleans Open. So that was on the top table for day one. And then it made its way over to the stream table for a bit. But yeah, it's it's gorgeous. So it's a full-colored ITC orc-colored yeah. terrain set, whatever. Uh, after LVO, this set will be available for uh, sale, along with the Gothic Ruin set and probably one or two other sets which we'll release. But we're trying to get LVO squared away 
before we 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 go with that. Is, is LVO a big deal to you, kicker? Yeah, it's, it's like, slightly just that? slightly a big deal. Yeah, no, right. no big deal. Right. Yeah, slightly. Yeah, it's uh, it's massive. We're gonna talk about the LVO in just a second, but I want to you know congratulate the winners of the New Orleans Open. Best general was John Lennon. Second best general was Mark Perry. Third best general, yeah, right. Mark Perry was running the Orcs. Yeah. Uh, John was running Nids. Yeah, nids. <laughs> nids before this army renowned so yeah nids, nids before so nids right. just only got better folks and then third best general was quentin johnson he was running jukari and yes jukari yeah. they still got some uh they still got some teeth right oh um, yeah they do oh yeah, yeah they, they do. do the third first best hobbyist was robert morland can we pull down a picture uh tech priest please richard tech please the the of the the beautiful pictures here of the, the guard army, uh, Robert is a a diehard Astro Militarium fan, and his army is is gorgeous. There's a few you know little uh, custom little bits there on his display board that are just just dropped in gorgeous. We got a few photos there; you can cycle through them. Uh, but I'm going to keep on moving. We've also got the second best hobbyist, which is Jesse Moreland, and the third best hobbyist was is Clark. That Welch. Any relation to Robert Moreland? Yeah, I was wondering about that, and I realized you know what? I think it's a typo. Um, I think it's Jesse Thompson. I was going back to the roster yeah. of players uh, before, after I did these notes. I'm like, oh yeah, so it's Jesse Thompson that won second best hobbyist. And then going into uh, Ren person, first best Ren person was Sean Naden. He's always, I think this is his second time uh, this year running uh, yeah. first best Ren person. He won it in SoCal too, I believe. And then second best Ren person is Kyle Lamprez. Third best Ren person is Jason Merton. And then talking about our super mega faction award winners, Best Eldari is Quinton. Best Chaos Eldari. is get Eldari. Get it. Right. Eldari. Oh. Eldari. Best Chaos is Joni Valquez. Best Imperium is Jamie Paris. And he was running Space Wolves, right, Seth? Yeah, and he pronounces it Jaime. Jaime. Oh, I'm so sorry. Jaime Paris. Thank you. I apologize. And Best Xenos is John Lennon, who, of course, won the entire event. Now, I, I have to take this moment, Kicker, Please to do. congratulate do. all of those those winners, but also point out, I see a distinct lack of my name anywhere on that list. Dude, um, I'm you gonna so have, close. And I tried to bribe some of the judges with beignets every day, but it just didn't work, folks. Seth, I'm very proud you pronounced that correctly. Beignet, not Bignet or something like that, because <laughs> there are several or, people. That or, as, or as the FLG staff judge pronounced it, bidet. bidet. <laughs> yeah, uh, being a local here, I was like, I was kind of like shocked. Like, you guys don't know what a beignet is, but I guess it's just really a New Orleans delicacy, it a is. fried donut thing covered in powdered sugar, which was glorious. Um, we did we did see powdered sugar throughout the entire hall that weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after, after the first day, when I figured out the first day, I, the second day is when I figured out that Cafe Beignet was like right around the corner and you could yeah. just go get hot, fresh beignets first thing in the morning. Uh, like, I think, I think between us and like Joe and Adam Solis and Camel area, there were just always beignets in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a pretty beautiful sight. Um, yeah. Let's pull, uh, let's, let's, let's jump into the LVO because this is, this is happening. We're like a month out now. Um, we're going to get that beautiful LVO artwork in the background. In case you haven't seen it, the LVO poster is gorgeous, done by wonderful Thomas Goatboy. Uh, so, guys, this I like is how I'm doing finger guns and he's doing finger guns back at me. Yeah, right. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With our uh, Sammy Javis Dunier, uh logo there. Guys, this is really important. If you own a, if you're a package ticket holder, like you've got the high roller package or the 40K champions package, you, you get a T with your package. And most people, did include the T size they wanted in the notes there when they bought the ticket, but many people did not. So we sent a form out. If you get that form in your email, please fill it out by Friday because Friday we're placing the order. And if you don't put in the size you want, we're just going to give you what we got. So just check your emails if you are an LVO package ticket holder. I'm really excited to announce that there will be challenge coins. People have been asking, are there going to be challenge coins at LVO? There will be challenge coins, but challenge, our challenge coins are really expensive, and we're not doing it for every single player. The people that are going to get challenge coins are going to be the 40K champs players, the Age of Sigmar champs, the Star Wars Legion champs, the Kill Team champs, and the Lord of the Rings players. Uh, what's really important here to note is not necessarily every 40K event is going to get it. So if you're in the friendly or the narrative, you, you, most likely you won't get one. We, we just don't have enough that we can order. Um, the idea is that if you've gone to a, we, we want uh, frontline gaming challenge coins to be for a series. So we don't really do 40 K narratives at anything other than the LVO. So there's just not gonna be a challenge coin for that. Um, also 
we are doing the pint glasses. These things are awesome. I just finished ordering them. Mm-hmm. The pint glasses come with a lot of the package tickets, but we're going to have a few extras uh, on sale at the the Frontline Gaming Souvenir Shop at the LVO. Have you have you so, ever gotten? So, what if I wanted to get a whole set for me and my wife and set, just replace you, you our normal it. glasses with them? You can do it. You can pre-order them right now on the website. Okay. But uh, we yeah, we've only got like I think we're only going to have like fifty or sixty for sale at the store. Most people have pre-ordered theirs. Yeah. Um, but yes, yes, you can do an entire an entire you know kitchen, dining set dining set of, of LVO beautiful <laughs> of LVO fine china too. I'm right? sure we'll, she will not shoot that idea oh, down. I'll talk to her later, everyone. Yeah, yeah, shoot. Are you allowed to tell everyone the news that you told us? Oh, oh, um, okay. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I yeah. this was this was discussed before. And I, let me just check my technical Every, test. I want to make sure. Chat, chat, get, excited, that, get excited. Get excited. Chat. Drum excited. roll. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, can I, I have the green light from the from the higher ups. So, guys, oh, yes, um, there is going to be a massive GW preview at the LVO. Um, <gasps> woohoo! Yes, this is going to be big. This was just confirmed, uh, and I want to make sure I could go public with it. There's going to be some pretty major news that will be released uh, that night during the preview. This is probably going to impact everyone that plays 40k. It's it's really really exciting. Um, the the this is going to happen. Um, let me just check. Most likely Thursday night at 8 p.m. So that's Thursday night. The the LVO really begins Friday, but pre read early registration starts Thursday. We're going to have. Um, you know, so the, the ideally you can go in and you can register. Um, you can go shop at the stores because some of the uh, some of the booths will be open. Um, and this is going to happen right after the Vanguard Tactics Workshop. So ideally, you can go to nice. the Vanguard Tactics Workshop, and then right after that, literally right after the Vanguard Tactics Workshop takes place, we're going to have the giant. Jason uh, really wants preview. it to be Battlefleet Gothic. Oh, is yeah. that what he wants? Someone, Battlefleet someone Gothic. Battlefleet J- Gothic. Jason, what if it's Dreadfleet? <laughs> what if yeah. it's Dreadfleet? No, for, Seth. For those not in the know, why don't you explain what Dreadfleet is? Because I don't think everyone even knows. I've, I've played Dreadfleet. Dreadfleet once, and oh it was a riot. Really? Dreadfleet was a, yeah, it was a, a naval combat game based on fantasy, but it was like every turn you rolled and the wind came from different directions and crazy crap would happen on the ocean. <laughs> and I mean, you had to have a good imagination because you were just like, all my boats are getting destroyed. I don't know why it's going on. Why is my ship a vampire castle? Um, yeah, it was crazy stuff, guys. Well, so. I, I, I can't tell you what's going to be announced. I will tell you that it is going to be a, a, a pretty major announcement that you know if you're there at the lvo there thursday night Ticker. please come blink check it out. twice if it's not new orcs <laughs> I, can't, I can't we're moving right along okay um i've gotten a few messages questions uh texted to me earlier today about the the covid status protocols in place uh, frontline gaming will be following whatever the status is in nevada at that time or in, and in clark county where las vegas is based um, but as of right now, the current status, and this is what we will be following, was that mask will be worn. Mask will be required to be worn at all times during the event in the hall, which means that we can't have food served in the hall, but right outside the hall, there'll be food. But yeah, mask will have to be worn at the LVO at this time. We're taking all precautions. Like I said, we'll follow whatever protocols are in place at that time. We're still a month and two weeks out, so things can change. Mm-hmm. But uh, but assume that's where we're going to be at for now. Yeah. That's probably a safe place to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, oh, and the prize support. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud about this, too. It's going to be epic prizes this year. We realized that, you know, product has not really been that exciting for players. You know, how many star collecting box sets do the top players really, really need? So mm-hmm. we decided to change things up a little bit. Now, you got to remember, at the LVO, it's not just the 40K champs there. We're also awarding the ITC awards or giving out the ITC awards for, for the whole season. So there's going to be the LVO 40K Champ Awards, the AOS Champ Awards, and the ITC Awards. And between these three, there's going to be a total of five trips that we're giving out. Three of those will be cruises, and two of those will be all-expense-paid trips within the USA. Um, more details nice. to follow on this. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Can can um, can hosts win those? <laughs> um, you have to win the ITC or the LVO 40K Champs. All right, all right. I gotta have to start buckling down here, folks. But you, you got it, Seth. I believe in you. I believe. I in believe you. in me too. I believe in you. Um, but you know, you know, um, our listeners are super savvy, and I bet you can get an idea for what these cruise is. These cruise, <laughs> these cruise tickets. Cruise I. Yeah. Right. 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 Um. Oh, hey, Seth. You gotta take yeah. away the. Um. Oh, sorry. Um. Have you? Have you? Are Are you still in the running for best in faction? For orcs? No, no I'm pretty all. far down the list right now. I, oh, I have to have a, there has to be a, uh, we'll call it s- series of unfortunate events of everyone <laughs> above me, um, 
And then I don't know what the rules are about awarding posthumous best of factions. Oh my I'm, I'm out of the running this year, folks. Right. I'm out of the running. It's all not right, this year right, for right. me. I had a little note to ask you because I've been I've been rooting for you, man, from the sidelines. That's all right. All right. Well, um, let's bring up the Cherokee open artwork just because it looks so pretty. This is our amazing, you know, uh, space wolf riding a bear. Uh, the Cherokee open, as everyone knows, happens right after the LVO in February. Yep. Um, this is going to be the first, like, one of the first big major events post uh, LVO. So kind of kicking off the new IT season in 2022. Um, we decided to add a really fun meet and greet on Thursday night before the event so that you can kind of come out there, hang out. Yeah, it's up in the mountains. We're going to set up some sort of cool, you know, you know, hang out at the bar. We'll hopefully get some appetizers there. So just another reason to get up there Thursday night, hang out, you know, and, and before the tournament. Because once the tournament starts, everyone's really focused or totally exhausted. Um, so who will people be able to meet and or greet? Uh, Seth, you, of course, me, um, oh, possibly okay. Anima- animated personality, animated personalities like our ad mech, uh, tech mm-hmm. here. Nice. Um, yeah. You, you know, basically we'll want to have all the chios, the judges there. Um, you know, we'll have hopefully a few personalities on site. So, and, and just, just to meet your other players too, and get to hang out before the, the brutal cutthroat competition begins the following day. <laughs> and we're also working on a uh, carpool rideshare thread that's going to be getting posted to the Frontline Gaming community page so that we can try to help people find ways to get from Asheville or Atlanta to the yeah. to the event in the mountains. Um, hey, Seth, what's happening with the FLGN? Well, this week on uh, Grim After Dark, uh, they did their second part of the Infinite and Divine, um, which is quite the tale. Uh, if you've ever... Uh, I have no idea if it's an accurate reflection of the book, but their <laughs> telling of the book is quite fantastical. So I listened to this. It's like Bill and Ted meets uh <laughs> ren and stimpy yeah it's, meets, <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah it's it is very ridiculous yeah. it's very ridiculous it's quite entertaining though yeah, yeah. um they have continued to abide by my cease and desist so that's been good news oh, that's nice. uh, mm-hmm. last week there were some malfunctions with the thursday show so it didn't well, air well, well. but they should be back on track this week um so fingers crossed we get to see them this week and then uh chapter tactics talked about the most broken codexes uh that came out this year um and they had adam kimbleary and scary on there so that was a cool one um but that's about it for the flgn news kicker uh yes. you want to take us into the main segment for tonight yeah let's talk about how the lessons we learned from nola from the new orleans open and and how that's going to prepare us for the lvo so this event that we just had this past weekend was the final kind of testing ground for the LVO, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. LV, you know, this was the last FLG event. And so, you know, a lot of it was really solid. I mean, we tested out the terrain. Seth, you played in the terrain. You, you, you got a good feel for the player optimized terrain. I don't think we're going to change anything from that. I mean, Seth, do you have any thoughts after playing on it um, this week? Are, we are we keeping you up, Seth? Ah, I'm sorry, folks. I saw him yawn. Yes, I saw him yes, yawn. You're not allowed I'm to yawn on, a, on screen, man. I'm allowed to do whatever I want on my You can do whatever you want. You, you, you be you, boo. I am doing me. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy the terrain system. Um, it definitely uh, is something that if you're coming and you're serious, you should get practice with because... It definitely, if you're, you know, if you don't place terrain right, you might completely screw yourself. You know, if you need cover on an objective and you don't place cover on that objective. So just make sure you get some practice with folks, but you can find those rules uh, online all over the place on the player packets. Um, so it's really, uh, really easy to, to do once you figured it out. Um, and there's nice layouts of all the terrain sets with pictures of who gets what half. Um, the only thing... Um, to keep in mind did you like that. the keywords i'm sorry to interrupt. yeah yeah the keywords because that was critical um, yeah and i think uh we were i was talking with leo um and I, the big complaint was there was a lot of heavy cover uh originally in the pack and that was a lot of, a lot of that was removed and there's one table i forget the name of the table but it has very few ruins on it so to compensate for that leo added the obscuring keyword to a couple sets of trees Um, and that sometimes will catch players off guard if they don't read that so just make sure you read the pack closely and get some practice with it so you know what the terrain does because um yeah you know if you go from what because because one table the trees might be dense and light cover and the next table they might be obscuring dense and light cover so just make sure you're checking your pack at each game Um, i always took a minute to sit down with my opponent and just make sure we all knew what the keywords for each piece of terrain were before we got going so that way we didn't get mid-game and go Oh, this thing I can't climb up on top of. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah, you know, and so we're like pretty that. much going to be rolling that exact 
set of rules yeah. out for LVO. Um, I think what's really important to discuss is that certain armies are extremely scary. We learned, you know, uh, you know we, we learned this from the, the GW event and then we learned it from the New Orleans event. Nids are a legit threat. Like they are, they are vicious and we just have to accept it. Um, the, the new yeah. rules they got in that balanced data slate just really turns them up to 11. Right yeah. Now. I mean, we'll, we'll, we're kind of bleeding into the, the competitive talk stuff yeah. here, but we'll I'll, I'll throw it in here. Nids are really good. Yeah. Deal but with kicker. It. No, no. They only had a 51% win rate last weekend. Really? So Wonder are why? you saying Nids in a good player's hands are just brutal? Yep. But Nids, Nids are very good if you have the skill to play them in a high level. Hmm. Um, and that's, that's not me being negative about anyone. It just, they're a very high skill ceiling yeah. army. So it allows those top players to really leverage some of their, their knowledge about the game um, and do those kind of micro movements that they need to get the most, excuse me, out of that army. So just keep that in mind. Nids are very strong, but they're not, they're not an, an easy button. If that yeah. makes sense. Like well, they're not like, I'm going to go pick up Nids and I'm going to go crush every event I go to tomorrow. Yeah. Um, well, John so. Lennon took Nids at, to the New Orleans Open, and you know he he really he played really well. His last two games, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's on the back foot. He might not win these. And no, it was all intentional. He kind of gave up part of the board so that he could protect yep. his high guard. And and then the second half of the game, he took back the board. And, it was and the really one loss that he suffered that weekend was after not getting a lot of sleep the night before. Yeah. Oh, so go. like, even he, a high level player, when when not in the best mindset, and made mistakes, and that list crumbled. Um, the, the, so the, just keep that in mind. The other thing we have to accept <laughs> is that orcs, despite being uh, castrated a little bit, you know, with, hey. with sorry, 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 but like they, they, you know, they lost their buggies, they lost their flyers. The alpha orc list, as Mark Perry was was piloting, was was another brutal list. That this is going to be mm -hmm. a thing that you're going to see in LVOs. You're going to see people with this orc list that if they can get turn one, I mean, they, if they go first, it's it's going to be rough. Um, Seth, you obviously are very experienced with orcs in all different formats. Do you think that's the way to play orcs going to LVO? Do you think that's the list to worry about? I, I have been, I have been tinkering with a bunch of options. Um, but I, I do like, I like combat orcs more than I like shooting orcs right yeah. now, just because they're a little bit more reliable, um, in terms of like, once I reach combat, I, I am able to rely on a certain amount of damage output versus shooting is a little bit more variable with the dice. Um, I think player place terrain helps a combat army like that because I can make sure that I have a, a deployment zone that I can yeah. at least minimize the amount that I'm going to get hit um, going second. Um, I mean, I think I, you know, people were talking about, I was on stream and I bet really heavy into that, that uh, ad mech game that I was going to go first by putting those two units of commandos out there. But I also had ways to guard my army if I went second. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think combat orcs are definitely a, a legit build. Um, what that build looks like moving forward with the new NID stuff um, to be determined. Yeah, but for sure, people going to LVO prepping right now, tweaking their list. Yep. They're gonna have to be prepared for obviously NIDs with Hive Guard and yep. orcs with commandos up in your face. Turn one if they can. And, and they're gonna need to be prepared for Drukari because Thick City did not go anywhere. Like it didn't mm. win here, folks. But Thick City but do, were do, do, two. Do, Seth Drukari were two out of the top four yeah. armies. One one was Thick City, and one was Shaw Nading running the more traditional, mm -hmm. and people frequently just call it the good stuff. Jukari the good list. stuff. That's still good. Like, like Jukari, like they got a points hit in the balanced data slate, but they didn't really get much of a nerf. So, yeah. like, they're still good. Like, Incubi is still good. Witch is still good. Succubus is still good. So, yeah. like, in the hands of a talented player, they can really leverage those things. So, just keep that in mind. Jukari haven't gone anywhere. They're no, they still haven't. out there. Um, you know, there's there there are the, some of the highest win rates out there right now are in Drakari, close to sixty yeah. percent. So just keep that in mind. They're still really strong, but then you still have things like, I mean, again, we're we're skipping it down to the competitive section. But if you look at the top eight or the top ten that made it to the New Orleans, outside of that, we had T Suns coming in at fifth, Space Wolves at sixth, Custodies at seventh, Imperial Knights at eighth, Dark Angels at ninth, and a mixed Imperium list of Guard and Custody at tenth. Yeah, um, you have a very broad set of armies that are making it into those those high positions so so i'd say just keep that in mind as you're moving forward for this lvo more than necessarily previously like there's a diverse you know you really do need to take all comers list at this point yeah. um but there's these things that were, you, you know if you're going to be making it anywhere near yeah. the, the the finals you're gonna have to be prepared to take on at yeah, least I mean, it these looks armies like, we just talked about um I definitely the new nid stuff should make it in before yeah. the the uh rules cut off 
probably not any more new codexes though. I just don't no. I don't see that in the pipeline coming no. out in time. So but maybe maybe GW will surprise us and get one out, but yeah. I doubt uh, it. Unlikely, unlikely. Because the cutoff is January thirteenth, I believe. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about the logistical lessons we learned. Yeah, because we did yeah, what you learn, like, things in the back end which are really valuable to me. I learned that jambalaya at ten dollars is a huge success. Uh jambalaya, the, the Louisiana good. Cajun dish, uh, you know, uh rice and meat. Yeah, rice and meat. And it was only ten dollars, and I'm and I think that was it. I think the secret there was the price point. It wasn't a twenty dollar lunch. It was a ten dollar lunch. That I mean, Seth, correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like it was like a significant portion. Like that was a fill you up kind yeah. of portion. Richard, so, what you got? So what you got? Wait, you're telling me that uh, feeding gamers was a revelation that you had at ten dollars, right? Traditionally, oh. meals are normally fifteen to twenty dollars. Uh, for and, and this was only ten dollars, yeah. and I, uh, you know, I was kind of worried about doing something so um, regional like jambalaya and po boys and gumbo, but uh, they were extremely successful. So I want to try to lean more into regional cuisine whenever we do events, um, yep. and can keep it at that price point. I think the ten dollars was because, well, like, uh, you know, sake of argument, you're yeah. you're uh, new to New Orleans, you know, kicker. You you might have harangued a few FLG staff members for going to get pizza the first night, yes, right? Maybe, possibly. Our countenance. You no, know, so I, I made sure that they went out to a real New Orleans restaurant the second <laughs> night. But the point is, like, okay, you have a decent price point lunch that's convenient to the hall, so I yeah. don't have to go everywhere to go get food. And it's also like, you know, I'm in New Orleans. I, you know, I really want to try to get some Cajun food while I'm here. Okay, yeah. well, here's some Cajun food. Okay, perfect. Sweet. I've checked the boxes I want to check. Well, yeah. I'm going to try to get at least, I don't know if I can get, like, I don't know really what a new uh, Las Vegas themed food is, but I'll at least try and hit something at that price point. <laughs> Ooh, boy. It's, it's Las <laughs> Vegas themed food. Yeah. What, what is that? What is that? Right? All of it. <laughs> all of it. All of it. A buffet. Um, um, we did yeah, learn that know. cash only sucks. The the concessions yeah. in the bar yeah. was only cash, no credit card. And that was not something that we determined. <laughs> That's something that the, the venue determined. And I was very frustrated about that because I was kind of surprised. Like the day of, they're like, yeah, yeah we're going to do cash only. I'm like, uh, no, we didn't tell any of our players. There's no ATM on our floor. The ATM's on the first floor. And that was that was not cool. And I didn't think it was going to be that bad of a problem. But no, it was it was definitely inconvenient. It was Yeah, it was definitely a, a frustration um, that I, you know, I tried to kicker lost his voice like halfway through the first day folks so yeah. i tried to be the megaphone to announce that it is cash only but i don't know how far <laughs> that word got you did wonderful seth thank you I so tried. much uh guys the other big thing i learned was where to position the judges uh and the flg staff in the hall we we don't have that many people on 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 call on hand for the events and i realized that the top tables really don't need that much you know judge i mean obviously you you want to have a judge near there but we only really need one judge for the top four tables if that and and it's really you know like they're, they're they all know the rules at that point right like the guys in the top four ta- the top tables tend to tend to be pretty good solid players um but we do so what we're going to do is position our judge station right by the top tables uh as we normally do but maybe only have one judge there as opposed to three or four and then have the rest uh roaming because i think that there was a lot more judge calls surprisingly at the lower tables and not even because there was issues at the tables, but purely because people weren't sure, like had questions, purely had simple questions. So we might we might skew our ratio to have more judges roaming uh, the lower tables throughout the event. Um, oh, proper signage. I didn't think that was that important, yep, but yep. you need to be able to find your way to the hall, especially in, in, in the New Orleans event, both the GW New Orleans event where you and I, Seth, got lost for a good hour. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And then at the FLG event, because we were up on the eighth floor, it was just weird. We ended up like, in some little kids ballet convention because yeah. we didn't know yeah. where to go. Um, so signage is critical. Um, and so I want to make sure for LVOs, we're going to have a couple thousand people trying to get to their tables. I, I'll try to have a sign at the hotel kind of say this way to the LVO so that you don't get lost walking into a little kid's ballet Perfect. recital. Or, or other unscrupulous places that you could wander to in Las in Vegas. Las Vegas, right? Exactly. Places of ill repute. Uh, I'm, I'm want, sure I'm sure yeah. many of our viewers don't intend to go to those places, but they end up there. Just, you just find yourself there. Yeah. All right. You guys remember that excuse. Right. You're yeah. welcome. I got I wanted to, I wanted to uh say uh to War Games Live, thank you so much for the coverage. Yes. Uh, from oh, someone yeah. that wasn't there, he did a great job. 
That was Joe the streamer. He was amazing. Yeah. I mean, absolutely yeah. amazing. And, and, and Seth, you were on stream. Was that invasive? Did that bother you with all the cameras yeah. and all? No, that? we we did a we did a Thursday night test mm -hmm. just to kind of stress test the rig and everything, make sure everything was set up because Joe has a pretty complicated setup. I want to say it's like eleven or thirteen cameras yeah. that he tears down and sets up every time. So we did a test stream there on the night just to make sure it worked. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, we did, I think I was on round four and it really wasn't invasive at all. Um, I, I also, my roommate was Adam Camilleri. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I did get to get to Ozzie, uh, Ozzie, Ozzie. have yeah. some fun with him a little bit, uh, you know, give him the mean mug when he was rooting against me during that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think one of the most valuable lessons I learned was how critical it is to have volunteers that know how to handle pallet jack. Uh, we had <laughs> Sean Burbano there, our local volunteer, and this guy was a pallet jack pro. I mean, you know, Hey, if you guys know how to drive a forklift, oh, there's war games jack. live. Hey, war games live. Oh, yeah, he's in the chat. Hey, Joe, I'm glad you're in chat. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, Joe, just an awesome guy. If you, uh, if you don't mind having a guy park in your driveway, please, off, you know, lend your driveway to Joe. He's on the road, crisscrossing the country, and needs a place to park his rig at night. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, um, guys, yeah, pallet jack driver important because I've seen kicker drive a pallet jack yeah. and it did not end well. Yeah, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. So you know, we're always looking for good volunteers. LVO, ACO, Cherokee. If you're, uh, if you've ever had warehouse experience and you feel confident driving a pallet full of terrain or pushing a pallet through a full of terrain through a t narrow hall, please reach out to me. Um, Seth, I think we need to go to a quick ad break so I can grab some yep. water. Let's do it. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming Mats are custom made one at a time. Printed with high quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real world setting, there's a great looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. All right, and welcome back. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, the ITC recap here because Kicker basically stole my segment. Sorry. Um, the chat. Get your questions in for Kicker and I for the end of the show. I'm going to do my best to try to go down the ITC recap and read your questions at the same time. Um, but if I miss any, our lovely, lovely tech priest, Richard, will help me, hopefully. Of course he will. So He will. I mean, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. obviously. Not, obviously. not Thank Kicker. You. Thank you. Kicker, Kicker doesn't help us at I all. I am not a giving human being. <laughs> Unless it's really? a cereal. Unless it's cereal. Yeah, no. I, mean, I literally brought bags of cereal. You to did. the last event, just because I'm generous in that we get. Okay. But you know what he didn't bring, folks? Hot tea. I did not bring hot tea, and this is why my voice is gone. All right, so I, I now. <laughs> all right, chat. Before we get going, I want. Um, I'm gonna tell a little quick little story. We got a minute. We got a minute. We got a minute. So Do a few we... years ago, I was at Warzone Atlanta, and the first time Warzone Atlanta had Nick Nottavati there, they put up a bounty because everyone knows Nick likes to have himself an adult beverage, and so they said everyone buy Nick a drink. And I swear to you. Nick Nanavati had a beverage in his hand 100% of the time for three days at Warzone Atlanta because people kept buying him drinks. I want for Las Vegas oh, Open kicker to never not have a hot tea in his hand. Okay? <laughs> We're going to make that happen. I don't care how, oh my but this boy is going to drink some dang Let's tea do it. Let's do so it. he doesn't lose his dang voice again. I'm all for it. I, I, I'm all for it. I like, I like a preferred type of tea kicker. Uh, lemongrass, Earl Grey, whatever you guys want, I will, I will enjoy it. So thank you. 
All right. Well, let's get into the competitive news or the ITC recap. Uh, we have some movement finally. Uh, we've got the scores put in for both finally. the uh, FLG New Orleans Open and the uh, US Open Austin from GW. So we've got a lot of movement now. Yeah. We have a new number one, the returning boy king wow. himself, John Lennon. He's back. Great. Uh, he has returned, so congrats to John for retaking the top spot. Um, a little bit of movement then, so that bumps Brad Chester down to two, Sean Naden down to three, Manny Chima number four, and then Jack Harpster slides up into our fifth slot, Whoa. knocking out wow. Malik Rubio. Um, we also have a little bit of movement below that with Anthony Vanilla hopping up to seventh, um, Colin McDade shuffling down to eighth, uh, Nick going to ninth, and then James Kelling moving into tenth. So um, a little bit of movement there towards the end of the season. Pour one out for the old, old man Chester. Yeah, wow. You know, I, you know, I, I Brad's, Brad's taking a break right now. Yeah. And I got a feeling he's like Rocky. He's just leaning back and leaning back and leaning back. And <laughs> then, then just wait, yeah, he's, <laughs> and he's, he's getting ready. And then someone's going to tell him switch and he's going to come out with that left. You but, know, no. he's going to surprise everyone at LVO and run like nights or something <laughs> silly, you know? But, but Seth, correct me if I'm wrong, but at this point, any one of these guys that you just read, if they win LVO, they they win it all, right? I mean, at this yeah. point, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, anyone from like 10th up, if they were to win LVO by a good margin. Um, so they're all yeah. in the running right now. I mean, they're all yeah. in the running. They're, they're very much in the running. Yeah. Now, that being said, like, sake of argument, if like James Kelling wins and then John takes second, like maybe some math like that. Yeah. Might might make it so that even though James won, John would still be in first just because John has such a big points lead on James. But that remains to be seen as we get closer to the event. Um, moving down to the hobby track, uh, our number one is still JT Steiger. Uh, number two, Lee Harris. Number three, Scott Boucher. Number four, Jacob Thayer. And number five is Lee Steiger. Um, and I got multiple messages yeah, I was going to correct you. <laughs> that this is not jt's wife or significant other. this is jt's brother brother and it's so uh lee i apologize um if i see you at an event let me know and i'll buy you a drink because uh (laughs) it's only been like six months of us butchering this you know so hey i mean it's whatever you know so just everyone reached out to me i don't know why suddenly everyone reached out to me because i have been doing this for weeks but thanks for letting me know um i told him that i'd get a correction on air so here we are um, going down to our competitive track, number one is Gavin Grigar, number two, Caleb Walters, number three, Anthony Trentinelli, number four, Yuri Shavana, uh, and number five, James O'Brien. That was the Age of Sigmar competitive track, just yes. To, sorry, I just spun into that. I'm sorry. And then our AOS hobby track, number one, Derek Page, number two, Nick Garcia, number one, or number three, Ian Wood, number four, Christopher Hernandez, and number five, No Aquino. Uh, and that wraps up your ITC recap <sighs> for the week. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and let's get into our questions. Um, I haven't seen too many come through in the chat. Uh, Although this is one of our largest, so, most yeah. talkative chats we've had. in a yeah. long time. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just trying to catch up. So the question is, isn't Siegler the overwhelming favorite? Yeah, Siegler is like the dark horse in the ITC right now because yeah. he only has five of his six scores in. Um, yeah. So if he places very high in the LVO, he certainly could be in the mix. Um, so don't count Siegler out. Um, he could definitely come in and sneak it out. And I swear if that man comes in and wins LVO <laughs> and only oh. plays in six events, and those are the six scores he gets to win the, the ITC, I think we have to like name something after yeah. him because that is like, yeah. that's like the Babe Ruth calling your Homer. Yeah. 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 It's going to be like the Siegler trophy or the Siegler award, you know, coming out of uh, left field. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shout, shout outs to Kicker and T.O. John for still giving the AOS players a great time. <laughs> oh, dude, John is 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 a legend. I mean, this guy's a he's a local guy that he yeah. he knows how to run an event and make sure everyone has a great time. And he's really stood up to, to help with the GW Age of Sigmar events and of course our, our frontline gaming Age of Sigmar events. This guy's just awesome. Did did you meet John Seth? You really needed to meet him. I did not. No, it's a shame. I mean, you're looks, busy on the 40k tables, but yeah. Looks like looks like, like Joe, Joe from Wargame Lab wants to lick Jaime Paris. So lick? yeah, he's licking. Yeah. He's licking Jaime <laughs> Paris to win. It's, it's a spaceball thing. I guess. It's a space yeah. wolf yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, the, so so Joe is a space wolf player, and yeah, so I know Joe, that. you're a little biased on that front, yeah, yeah. buddy. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, orcs, probably a little bit better than space wolves. Oh, um, uh, 
Kelsey Ito does point out uh, we need to figure out how to get hot water at LVO um, <laughs> to make sure we can get kickers yeah. tea because without hot water, it's going to be hard. <laughs> um, I will look into this. Uh, I betcha I can I can get the hotel to provide us a nice craft of hot water. Yeah, right, right, right. It's yeah. coming with a little thermos. Uh, it's, it's great. Oh yeah, I will do it. Don't I mean, I, I dude, I will. I, I I'm I'm kind of on the back end helping run this thing. I think I can make it that there will that we will have tea time between round three and four or something like that. Like Ooh, I'll just yeah. tea, tea time. Let's get our crumpets out. Let's do this. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no because I very much like an afternoon coffee, particularly yeah. at events. So yeah, coffee and tea time in the afternoon would. What does chat think about like yeah. having some tea and coffee cards? Like, I mean, I'm not taking like a full on like nap time, but just like you know, we ha- already have time between rounds. Let's just have tea time. Get tea out for everyone. We can have some snacks. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pastries. totally in with just having a good coffee yeah. in the afternoon to like. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly uh, if if it's uh, been a long evening and you're going into a long day and you just need that little bit of caffeine boost yeah. before the last round. I mean, I will sponsor the, the the frontline gaming tea time. We, we can have cucumber sandwiches. Oh my, dude, I'm all for this. All right, let's make it happen. It'd be great. Can we get beignets? Though? Can we get beignets? Not in yeah. Las Vegas. It's not the same thing. They call it. I think I think people are calling Ooh. beignets funnel cake, and I was kind of offended. It is so much more than a funnel cake. Also, now there, there is now the request for having coffee available for the first rounds. Ooh. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Ask chat, or I don't know if chat can respond. Would you prefer there to be Bloody Marys or coffee before In the morning? You know, round one of every... I know what chat's going to say. Well, you see, I thought it was... Blo- I think it's Bloody Marys. because we, we did. I think a- they're going to say both. Oh, both. You can't... No, come on. Like, make this easy on me here. Because we did do Bloody Marys at Lone Star Open, um, but I, I don't think it was that much. That was... You know, that, we, that we've got one vote for coffee. One um, coffee. Someone wants lemon curd. Lemon curd. <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah, that? There's a vote for whiskey. And whiskey, of course, whiskey. Head Rush, I said it was going to happen. He wants both. Both, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, well, 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 I think that'd be kind of cool, though, if we could have some yeah. sort of... War Games says yeah, coffee. Yeah, coffee. Just right. straight whiskey. Right. Let's let's try and see if we can yeah. set this up before <laughs> round one of the LVO. Actually, what if we did before round one and round four? You know, in the morning you can go get your yeah. your, your your jolt to get your roll. All right, sweet. I like it. I like oh, it. ooh, that is a very good point. Kelsey points out there is a singular Starbucks at the Rio, so coffee, ooh. please. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, That's a good point. I, and I, I 100% bet that the Rio has multiple ways for you to buy alcohol. Yes. Um, yeah. So if they only yeah. have one way to buy coffee. That's there we go. Point. That that might be the answer right there. Is let's set up a coffee stand. I like it. Sweet. Um, oh yeah, there's there's oh. lots of votes for both. Okay. But lemon curd and scones with tea. You know that's. Dude, have you had a scone is, before? Scones are legit. I, have. I, I don't. I'm know. liking this like this the like high British afternoon tea. Yeah, right. You know that's. I mean, this is fun. a British created Ooh. game, right? You Mark know. points out mimosas. Ooh, mimosas. Ooh, they're they're the I like that. Yes, that's that's great. I like that. That's Joel, great. Joel wants bloody coffee. That does coffee. not sound good, Joel. That sounds that sounds unsanitary. I think I'm gonna regret that. Yeah. All right. All right. Any other questions chat got for us tonight? I think, I think that's it as right. well. So, Kicker, are you ready to wrap this one up? I'm definitely not tired. You I know, promise you. I, I have to go for I, another hour. I, guys, I want to thank you all for coming to the New Orleans Open this past week. And I can't wait to see you all at LVO in the very near future. Seth, take us away. Well, we thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Um, I hope you appreciated our new tech priest, Richard, yes. in his, his dancy, jiggly form. Um, have a that's, great week. That's tech and we will see Dickie. everyone next weekend. Good night, guys. Next week. <laughs>